Sometimes it's okay to take risks. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And what I mean by sometimes it's okay to take risks in regards to route density, it's okay to take risks sometimes, specific risks, calculated risks. This is my route density 5.0, we'll call it, because I've been talking about route density for quite some time now. Uh, So we'll call it route density 5.0. It's something that I've really, really focused on in my business, something that I feel like I've gotten pretty good at, and or at least a lot of people, other people, um, know me from route density. So I've just been kind of dedicating different episodes uh, of of this podcast, and I've talked about on YouTube before too, and always trying to showcase my route density in different ways on Instagram, also at Lawn Care Rookie. So you can check all that out, YouTube Lawn Care Rookie and Instagram Lawn Care Rookie as well for more visuals, um, versions of route density. But what I mean by route density um, 5.0 and sometimes it's it's okay to take risks is I'll just give you uh, an example. I have gotten away from temporary yards, meaning... You know, the people that are selling their house, like they're putting their house in the market and, you know, maybe they're moving, they've, they're already moving out or they just have too much going on that they don't want to be worried about mowing the lawn in the midst of everything else that they have going on to, to sell their house and prepare to move. And, you know, maybe they're buying another house and all those kind of things, uh, or, or they're just, you know, flat out moving out of town, whatever, um, or they're coming into town, maybe they just bought a house, but you know, they're delayed for one, one reason or another, and they just haven't, they're not able to, to move for however many weeks or maybe a month, and they, they don't want the lawn to be super overgrown. Um, but you know, when, they, when they get back, they'll take care of themselves. So those are just temporary lawns, right? People that are just looking for someone to just kind of fill in a need for a short, a short term, short time basis, even people that maybe are going on vacation, stuff like that. I really stopped taking on those kind of jobs because it just fills up my schedule with non-guaranteed work. It's just not going to really benefit me in the long term. It, it really just is going to add stress. Like I can't, it's hard for me to build a schedule that way. You know, keep keep my hours consistent for my team and um, my revenue. You know, plan and and budget what I'm going to be making every every month and every week and every month. It's just, it's just very tricky. And I know a lot of people do, do all kinds of temporary things and, and onesie twosies, you know, one-off jobs and things like that. And especially if you're in more of a landscaping, um, type of work than lawn maintenance, that's kind of more expected to do a lot of, you know, mulch jobs, you know, one-off mulch jobs here, there and everywhere, or, you know, installing a patio, you know, that's hardscaping, like those kind of things are going to be few and far between for each specific customer, right? They only need mulch so many times, you know, once a year, typically, you know, they only need their bushes trimmed a couple times a year or once at the minimum, you know, they're only going to get one patio, like things like that I get. But for lawn maintenance, where it's recurring work, you're mowing, you're fertilizing, you're spraying weeds, those kind of things, 
it's reoccurring and, and I just want to have that reoccurring. I don't want to have all these temporary one-off people. So I really stopped taking those people on. Like literally I only take on new clients if that's what they're going to be. I don't take on customers. I, I had an episode about this a while back in the archives talking about the difference between customers and clients. Customers are transactional, you know, one-time purchases typically, or, you know, once a year purchases or whatever. Clients are relational. So they're going to be buying from you regularly, you know, in this case, weekly, monthly, you know, mowing or fertilizing. Like those are the type of clients, those are the type of people that I want. I want clients where I can expect recurring revenue. They can expect me to be on their property uh, week after week, month after month. And it, and it builds a relationship and there's a lot more forgiveness there. You know, if there's you know, rain delays or staffing issues, like a lot of us had last year, myself included, like, you know, I've had a death in the family um, a couple of times, unfortunately, um, over the last eight years that I've been in business, from, in my lawn care business that has affected my work schedule, right? One time I had to actually go out of town, out of state um, to a funeral uh, for my father-in-law. And, you know, I, I had to skip a whole week of mowing and I was solo. So they, they, there was no, I didn't even know anyone at that time. I don't, I, I think I was and it's in, in, in um, YouTube in its infancy, maybe, you know, the first couple of years there. So I didn't really have any real local connections. I mean, I knew a bunch of people from, you know, online social media, but they, were, they weren't going to help me get my lawns cut. Where I, as opposed to now, I know so many people locally through social media that I've helped them. They've helped me, you know, in a pinch, I'm sure. And in last year that did happen in a pinch, a few days, I was gone for a few days and one of the, one of my uh, local um, companies, shout out to Charles Nelson with Stepping Stone uh, Landscape. He, he, landscaping, he, he uh, filled in, his guys filled in and took care of some, some of my accounts, a couple of days worth of accounts. So I could go away out of town with my family for a much needed vacation that I was just going to skip and send them, send my family without me. But he was like, no, 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 we'll take care of it. So, I mean, I didn't have those, which uh, thank you very much again, Charles, for that. Um, but I didn't have any of those resources back then. So, I mean, I just had to skip a whole week of mowing. So one week of revenue lost and all these people's grass not being cut, but most people were understanding because I had a relationship with them. I had already been mowing their lawn for a couple of years, you know, or so, and they, we already had a relationship and they, they knew that I was a reliable, high quality producing service provider and a nice guy. And, you know, no one expects to have a death in the family. And it's one of those things that's extenuating circumstances. So, but you can't get that from customers that don't know you from, from anything, you know, they're just, they just want the cheapest price for whatever they're looking for. And that's it. So I stay away from those people is, is the moral to my story there. Um, because of all the examples or the, some of the examples I just gave. So I really just try to focus on the people that are going to be clients, give me that recurring revenue, build that relationship, be more understanding, more flexible, and just, just make my life less stressful than it needs to be. So with that being said, I just, you know, only take on clients, people that are going to be like that. But when it comes to route density, there have been several accounts where in, in one of the neighborhoods, you know, I'm dominant in four neighborhoods, uh, three, two of the four, um, I'm sorry, the fourth one is a new neighborhood, so I'm not dominant yet, but I'm starting to build up in there um, quickly. But two out of those four neighborhoods, super dominant in over 20 yards, 20 properties in, in each each neighborhood. To me, that's pretty dominant because all I get from people is, I see your trucks all the time. I see you guys all the time. 
But, you know, we're only in there once a week. I mean, some some times of the year we're in there a couple times. If we're mowing, then later in the week I come back and spray some weeds or something or we're aerating and seed, you know, like trim bushes. Like, of course, there's some times where we're going to be in there a couple times a week. But most of the time we're just we're just there once a week. But because we have to split into two days, we can't do 20-something lawns in one day, especially when it's like 100 degrees out over the summer. So I try to plan for that and, and kind of spread my days out a little bit and give a little bit of a little bit of cushion for rain delays. And when it's super hot and we got to kind of pace ourselves and we can't hustle as fast as we normally can in the spring and fall when it's cooler and we're just blowing through lawns. So I try to pad that in. So I'd rather be doing 20 something yards in two days. It's really just a day and a half, honestly, um, than, than cramming it all into one day. So the fact that we're in, in those, in these neighborhoods, so we're in those two neighborhoods four times really you know twice for each neighborhood so in people's minds their perception is that we're there all the time they, they think there's multiple trucks and they see us all the time and so on and so forth so um I, that's why i say um you know i feel like that i'm dominant in there i, I don't see any other service provider that has anywhere near the, the those amount of lawns in those same neighborhoods there's lots of uh, other guys in there and then they're when we're in a lot of the same neighborhoods but they're in and out and they're on to the next neighborhood or they're driving all over town or whatever but i really try to focus in on these three now four neighborhoods so within those neighborhoods i will and have taken on temporary lawns with the intention of hopefully marketing it to become a long-term lawn you know a, a, a turning a customer into a client for example, you know, a, a, either a customer that I or a client that I already had that's selling their house and they're moving or a neighbor of a client that I already have is putting their house in the market. And they're and, you know, again, the examples I used earlier that they're not, you know, they're so busy, they don't want to be dealing with mowing their lawn during this transition or they're just literally moving out of town and while their house is on the market, you know, they maybe work, they got relocated for work or something. And in the interim, they need the lawn to be maintained until the new owners take over type deal. So whether that's my client or a neighbor of my client, I get asked a lot of times if I can maintain their lawn for however many weeks or in, until, um, you know, whatever it is until the, 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 the house sells or they come back or whatever. Um, and that's, I've taken on many of those yards with the hopes that once the new people move in, I can continue taking care of that those lawn that lawn, and that has happened. I'd say at least fifty percent of the time that's happened. Um, you know, so again, the other fifty percent, the the new people that moved in, they they just want to mow their own lawn, you know, or they for some reason didn't even contact me and found someone else to mow their lawn. Sometimes people come from like the same general town, same general area, but just a different neighborhood, you know, different homeowner association, different um, subdivision, whatever. And they already had, you know, like their lawn guy or girl or landscape company or whatever that they are loyal to. And, and I, I appreciate that, right? I, I hope for the same thing for my clients that they would feel the same. And they have, and they do. And that's why I'm in a fourth neighborhood now because one of my loyal clients from one of my dom the neighborhoods that I'm dominant in one of the two neighborhoods moved to a new neighborhood that I've always been, um, avoiding all this time because it's really kind of far out of the way compared to all the other neighborhoods. But if I can build up enough in there that we can at least spend a half a day, if not a whole day, similar to these other neighborhoods, then it'll be worth it to just drive out there to these premier neighborhood, to this, uh, these premier houses in this nice neighborhood, nice HOA, 
you know, uh, on, uh, uh, surrounding a golf course, you know, country club, all that, like it's a really nice area that I've just been avoiding because it's so far away and I didn't want to even attempt. But because I have a loyal client that moved there, I know they're going to be a great marketing uh, person for me. Great word of mouth. They've already posted on, on their Facebook, on the, on the Facebook group um, about, you know, m- me and my services and, um, you know, all different things like that and talking to their neighbors and stuff. So uh, I've already started to get, you know, some, some more clients because of that. And just in general, every, every year I get calls from people in this neighborhood asking for quotes. And I always decline and say that out of my service area. This is the first time that I'm actually, um, humoring the idea and giving people quotes based on, you know, what their criteria is, what they're looking for and where they actually are, what their yard looks like and things like that. So I am still being selective in this neighborhood. I don't want to just take on anything and everything. I am still being selective, but as long as I can get, you know, a decent amount or, you know, as long as I can get more than one, right. Which I already have. So it's, it's already working out, but as long as I had more than one, then, then it, it would be profitable for me to drive out there and bang out two, three, four, ten, whatever it ends up being, over the course of time. Uh, but anyway, they, they, they did that. They did the same thing. They were loyal to me and they're like, Hey, can you come out here? Like, I know it's kind of far, but can you come out here? We'd love for you to take care of our lawn out here. And that also happened way back in the day to one of the two neighborhoods that I'm super dominant in man, like I'll, I'll just say all that, this I'm getting myself confused. I'll say the names of the neighborhoods and maybe you will or won't be able to keep track, but I'll be able to keep track better. So the first neighborhood I, I started in was called the Grove and that is still actually it's almost, I think it's slightly under now, but for the forever until last year, it was the neighborhood that we had the most yards in the most dominant in. But now the other neighborhood Halsley um, is now just slightly beating by a couple of yards, I think um, beating the Grove or they might, they might be tied. I think it goes back and forth because every other, every week or so I'm, I'm getting contacted from people in those neighborhoods looking for quotes. Some people say, some people say yes. Some people say no. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the ramp rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1500 to 3500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwreck.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwreck.com, and of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. How can you save more time and make more money in your lawn care business? Easy, by becoming more efficient. So how do you create more efficiency? Well, it starts with building a profitable service area, and then being able to pre-qualify your leads based on that area. Creating efficiency for your business is why My Service Area was built. My Service Area is a simple website tool that will filter out unprofitable inquiries based on their address from the map you designed in My Service Area. So what does this mean for you? No more wasting time responding to website inquiries that wouldn't be profitable. Instead, you'll be saving time, running dense routes, and making more money. 
Think of my service area as your website secretary. Except we don't eat, drink, sleep, or call in sick. We run 24-7 filtering out unprofitable leads for your business. My service area is so simple, yet so valuable. And the best part? You can get started for free. Just visit MyServiceArea.com now and create your free account today. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Every other, every week or so, I'm, I'm getting contacted from people in those neighborhoods looking for quotes. Some people say, some people say yes. Some people say no, because again, you know, I keep raising my prices like we all should so that we can increase our, our profit margins for all these things. I just made an Instagram video about this, but you know, having better staffing, building a stronger team, better equipment, all, you know, all that kind of stuff is it it costs money. So that's got to come from somewhere. So you got to increase your prices every year. So this year I increased my prices across the board, mowing, fertilizing, we control all that by 10%. So, you know, that's less yeses than I'm going to get now, but that's okay. If you get all yeses, then most likely your prices probably aren't where they need to be. If everyone's just saying yes, unless you're that phenomenal, which that could be the deal, but that's probably more of an exception, not the rule. Uh, but at any rate, those two neighborhoods go neck and neck. I get lots of, uh, people contacting me from those neighborhoods, but someone from the Grove moved to Halsley many years ago onto a street that didn't even exist. Like it was a brand new street, you know, they just paved it and all that and just started framing houses out, um, including there. So theirs was one of the first houses to be finished on that street. And guess what? The bus stop is right there too. So it's just like, to me, it was like, all right, but why not? Like in that neighborhood is a little bit further also compared to the Grove. It's like 15, 15, 18 something minutes away from the Grove. So, um, you know, that was at the time, you know, my biggest hike, you know, I was all about, well, I'm just in the Grove and Charter Colony is the one right next to the Grove. Like I'm just in these two. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm solo. I'm doing 40, 50 yards a week. Like I'm good. I don't, why do I need to drive out here? But I saw some potential there and I did have some straggler yards still sticking around here and there that were in other random neighborhoods. So if I could, if I want, when I got rid of those yards, referred them to other folks and so on that freed up a little bit of room in my schedule to, to start, you know, to take on the new, the people's the, that just moved into Halsley, take on their new yard. And then as, as houses got finished and people moved in and people were going to the bus stops and so on and so forth, it just built up, built up. Now we have seven yards on that one, that one street. What is there? Like 20 houses maybe on that whole, it's like a little loop, you know, like you just drive in, it's one little loop around and then drive back out. Um, and they're right there, you know, like right on the beginning of the loop, uh, right, right by the bus stop. So of course everyone's going to see me. I, I, I've been very fortunate to get houses like that, that are, um, on corners or at the you know beginning of loops, uh, beginning of forks in uh, you know of a neighborhood, things like that, where people have to pass that house no matter which way they go, um, and and they're going to see you know the the green grass and the nice professional stripe like a baseball field, and, or the, and or they might see you in the process of it and see you know, your equipment and your setup and how professional you, you hopefully look and all that. So that's just marketing right there, you know, all that branding and just, just being, being there and and showing the work. 
I've been fortunate enough to be in those situations where um, I, I get that. And then I, so like, I, you know, I take advantage of that, you know, like I'm going to do whatever I can to, you know, uh, pro profit, prosper from, from this opportunity. So that's why I went into that neighborhood. So now, you know, again, those are just a couple examples of loyal clients that moved to a new neighborhood and I saw the potential and I said, okay, why not? Let's, let's do it. So back to what I was saying, I, I totally get people that have, that are loyal to their own service provider and they moved into an area just because I'm, you know, the dominant service provider in that neighborhood doesn't mean that they need to now switch to me. Like I, I'm told, I, I totally get and appreciate that they're loyal to their, to their folks. So, 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 so the other 50% or so that say no, or that don't even contact me or whatever to, to take care of their lawn after they moved in from me taking care of the lawn prior to the prior owners, you know, it's because they, they already have their own person that takes care of it or for whatever reason, they just didn't know I existed, you know, or didn't want to, didn't care to, to get me for some reason, you know, like the, the, the old owners give my business card or email on my information. And, and for some reason they just don't contact me. So, you know, some of the reasons are what I just mentioned, but either way, the 50% time that they do sign up to me, that's worth it because that's increasing the route density. And it's no real, no skin off my back because e even if they say no, even if like, it's only for that short term and you know, the people move out and the new people that come in is the 50% of the people that, that don't continue with my services. I still made some extra revenue for that short period of time without having to travel anywhere. Right. Cause we were already there. We're already on that street or the next street over, or, or we were already next door taking care of the neighbors whatever the scenario was. So it, it's really no, no harm, no foul. It's just obviously more beneficial if we can sign them up as a regular client, but it's not like I'm driving out of my way. I used to do that a lot, driving here and there to random neighborhoods just for temporary stuff. Like that's, that's even worse than going out there for reoccurring work, you know, driving 30 minutes, away to mow one person's lawn in some neighborhood that, you know, no one's ever going to contact you and you just drive out, a, you know, hour round trip just to mow someone's yard for 15 minutes every week. I used to do that. It was craziness before I realized how important route density was and, you know, really just honing in on that and, 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 and having these conversations with you guys. But so that's, that's why I say taking, taking, you know, sometimes taking uh, risks um, temporarily, uh, is, is, is worth it in that, in that case, because again, the, the, the risk reward, you know, the reward far outweighs the risk. Cause you know, worst case scenario, they don't, you know, you, you, you have that work for a short time. The new people move in, they don't continue services with you. Now you have one less yard that you're taking care of, but you, you know, most likely will fill that in with somebody else, you know, sooner or later. And it, you didn't, it, it's that there's not a whole lot of risk there. You know, it's, it's, it's not like you were driving out of your way, investing in something and hoping for the best and then nothing happening, you know, and then them just not, not continuing with you. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, this was actually a short and sweet episode. I didn't say in the beginning, I had a feeling it was going to be, but I didn't want to say that and give myself the, 
you know, jinx myself or whatever. Um, but you know, we all joke with each other. I know Paul always gets on me now too, me and Brian's law maintenance about being short and sweet. You know, I, I got short and sweet from Brian cause you know, we, we always like to have fun and, and, um, I get a kick out of Brian always saying short and sweet and it's like an hour later. So that kind of happens to me too, but I kind of do that on purpose. Like I know it's I'm going to be long winded and I just say short and sweet to be funny, but <laughs> regardless, Paul doesn't think so. He thinks I'm serious and he's always getting on me about it. But um, at any rate, I didn't say short and sweet this episode and it was short and sweet. So 21 minutes in. So that's route density 5.0. Just trying to give you guys some tips and pointers as I've learned along the way. Look, I'm, you know, eight years into this. I didn't figure this out right away. I did start figuring it out quickly, though. Um, probably year two, I started realizing how, you know, without even calling it route density, just realizing that it was, it made sense. If you're going to be calling somewhere every week, you don't want to be wasting an hour of driving time every week just for a 15, well, no, by myself, nothing ever took 15 minutes, um, for a 30 minute lawn by myself. You know what I mean? That's this, this, you know, you, you should at least be spending more time on the lawn than it took for you to get there and back round trip. That's just my, my feeling anyway. I mean, it just doesn't seem to make sense from the gas and the time wasted driving. It's just not very profitable, um, for, for maintenance stuff, you know, for mowing lawns and fertilizing, you really want to keep it tight. You want to have a nice tight route the best you can and expand little by little. Sometimes you try a new neighborhood, doesn't work out, just cancel it and move on to another, to, to another neighborhood or whatever. So I've done that too. Been there, done that plenty of times. You know, you, you got to take risks, like I said, and sometimes they don't always work out, but if you're already in a neighborhood, it's super low risk if, if you're taking on, you know, a temporary yard, uh, like I say, where someone might be potentially or someone clearly said, hey, we're going to be putting the house in the market soon. But, I, you know, I just want we just don't have time to take care of our own lawn. So and we want it to look what a lot of people say is they want it to look picture perfect like every week, you know, because they're going to be showing the house constantly because they want to sell it. Right. So they want not only do they not want to or have the time to mow the lawn themselves and keep up with it they they want to make sure they also want to look super professional because they feel like that's going to add to the curb appeal and people are going to be more you know excited about looking at the house and want to might impact their their decision you know i mean there's a lot of perceptions out there that affect our thinking and, and how we'd make decisions so you know it's definitely not wrong there so um, so again, it's, it's, it's extra work for me and, and in hopes that when the new person moves in, and like I said, this has happened probably 50% of the time and every time, a hundred percent of those 50% of the time people, I raise my price and I am usually able to add on more services because uh, for whatever reason, a lot of times the other people that moved out only wanted me to just like mow or something, you know, they, they either, they had someone else doing other things or they just kind of fiddled around with it themselves or whatever. Um, or it was just like a, a lower amount. Like they just had me trim their bushes once a year or something. And the new people come in and they're like, we just want you to do everything, you know, or what, what, what else do you, do you do anything else other than mowing? And I'm like, yes, here's all the, or I, you know, Hey, can we get a quote? And I'm like, yes, I do more than just mowing. Here's all the other services and, and the prices. If you're interested, Oh, great. Sign us up. And, you know, we go from one, one, uh, trimming shrubs once to two or three times, you know, and we go from just mowing to now fertilizing and weed control and aeration and seeding. Like, 
you know, so I've, I've almost, I've a hundred percent of the time added on to the new people. Again, it's probably just a coincidence, but you know, um, you know, better, better type of person, I guess, like different ideals, people, you know, appreciating that kind of quality that moved in versus the people that moved out and, um, you know, them just not having anything else established. So they're just coming in from scratch brand new and they just want to deal with one person to take care of as much as possible. And that would be me in that situation. So if I can do all these other things, let's just sign up for all these other things versus the previous owner might've already had this company doing this and that company doing that and me doing this. And, you know, and they were just happy with that for whatever reason. So a hundred percent of the time I'm able to upsell all of those people that move in that, that do uh, continue my services, the, the 50% of those people. So there's something to be said with that too. So all that goes into my thinking every time I get uh, a new, every, every time I have that opportunity come up, I don't say no, you know, it's gotta be a weekly, you know, contract or a yearly contract or whatever. I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll take care of it. You know, if, if you, you know, don't mind leaving my business cards, you know, at the open house and referring me to the, whoever buys the house, like things like that. We have that conversation. So it's open, clear and upfront. If they didn't already say that on their own, a lot of people will just volunteer that information um, automatically and say that like, yeah, you know, we're moving, but you know, we'll, we'll refer you to the new people and all that stuff. So lots of opportunities there. Don't be afraid to do that and just to clear that clear that up between you know when i when i do take on temporary yards and when i don't and why so all right now see i'm, I'm going on on rambling now we're at 26 almost 27 minute mark <laughs> paul's probably just laughing to himself now um all right that's a wrap guys appreciate it thank you guys for listening thank you to the toro company for sponsoring the lcr media podcast and until the next episode this is the lawn care rookie signing off This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.